Hey, welcome back to episode four of the Campfire Chat. Our goal with the Campfire Chat here at Camp Ayataseca is to provide you news updates, upcoming events, and important dates and information on how you can support Camp Ayataseca. Uh, well, not a lot is happening right now, and uh, honestly, it appears that not a lot is going to happen for a little while. Yeah, we're definitely closed down for April, and I think it's pretty obvious for reasons why we can't do things in April, and we're hoping everyone's, you know, doing all the proper things, staying home, washing your hands, and all that, and we're waiting to see what's going on after that for now before we really do anything here at camp for a bit. Yeah, but we've been busy. Yeah, we've come up with a few things online for people to enjoy. Um, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, we've been doing a photo contest at least twice a week going on uh, through both platforms of Facebook and Instagram, and we've got uh, verses that are relevant for our summer camp theme, uh, Teach Us to Pray, where people need to guess where the picture is taken from, and if you guess it correctly, you enter to win an item from the camp store. Oh, what if some of the winners, what, what have they guessed so far? Like, what, which pictures have you put up? And uh, I suppose, you know, uh, the, well, some of them are, where was the picture taken from? But some of them are, what is this a picture of? Because it's really blurred out. Yeah, uh, I try and mix it up a little bit because, um, like, what is a picture of can be super easy and obvious. Um, I did the one that was on top of the team wall. Uh, not everyone is as familiar with the challenge course area, but they know that if you're on the challenge course or not. So I wanted to make it like a specific element. Uh, we started it off easy with uh, the upper cross picture. Um, the toughest one we've done so far is the post on the retaining wall down at the beach. That, yeah. one, that one got the most people confused. And the winner was kind of right, wasn't wasn't it? Or did they did they actually guess it? They said it's either this or maybe that. Um, so the winner was uh, Kelly uh, Ingle King, and she actually got it right because she commented on somebody else guessing, and she was speculating. Well, it's like it's either this or it's either the beachfront where we have the canoes, which is where it was, and she was the only one that was on target for that. So. Uh, congratulations, Kelly, for figuring out that it was sand at the bottom of the picture and not just your run-of-the-mill arena soil. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, we've also been doing a little YouTube series that I'm sure um, so many of you have seen, but it's I'm learning how to do camp things, and we have a video series where we start on this. Uh, the first episode was how to do a one-match campfire, and the second one we just did was tying a double bowline on a bite, and the knot we use, and that's the knot we use for the climbing wall. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're trying to keep everybody uh, entertained. I, I suppose we, you know, we should give us some behind the scene details about these first two episodes. And obviously, everybody, uh, we probably uh, about a month ago we never thought we'd be doing this at this time of year, but we are trying to uh, stay busy here at the camp. And and while everybody's at home or or wherever they are. Uh, try to stay involved with you guys and, 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 and remind you that we exist over here at camp, even though we have not a lot to do right now, uh, as a lot of the state has been shut down. So, um, 
so yeah, I suppose just, you know, some behind the scenes. The first one, I was like, well, you know, well, the concept is Andrew is uh, going to be going through his first summer here as a full-time staff member. He got four summers, though, here under your belt and a couple summers at, at uh, Camp Takitoka under your belt. And uh, I thought, well, let's let's create kind of a comedy series of Andrew trying to learn how to do all the camp things that he needs to know to be the super de-duper program director out here. And uh, and so the first one was like, well, what's the first camp thing that pops into into anybody's mind? A campfire. So uh, how to do a one match campfire? And uh, and so we did that. Um, I, I had in the part where I was I was uh, uh, I had to switch locations because I I started the campfire and then the video cut out for whatever reason. And so I, my first campfire lit and uh, did all that, and it was it went really well, and then it, it didn't record. Um, and so I had this campfire going, and it didn't record, and it's not like I can just, you know, douse it and put another campfire right there in the same spot. So then we went up kind of at the spot by my house. I have a campfire ring up there, and we finished the, the scene about where I actually light the fire and, and do that there. Uh, but that was fun. And then you, of course, you spent a lot of time building. Yeah, the whole time you're teaching everyone actually how to build a campfire, I was spending it off screen building a, what I was kind of referring to in my head as like a funeral it pyre. Was, it was the Tower of Babel. Is <laughs> pretty much what it was. Um, and the funny thing is, is like in order to build it that tall, it's just like I was using like previous campfire building knowledge. This is like most time you do like, the log cabin and then you work into a TP or you do one or the other. So what I was doing is, is like I was putting logs on the outermost edge of that ring and then I was like log cabining my way up and then I leaned TP style on top of that and then just log cabined on top of that. And it got to a point where I wanted to go taller, but I didn't think I could because it was starting <laughs> to lean to one side and you couldn't really tell from the video. Um, but it was leaning uh, kind of towards the cross a okay. little hard, and that's why it, that's as tall as it got. I wanted taller. Well, we were trying to be as excessive as possible, and, and, and people can't really tell. You, you can see it in the video, uh, but you have to catch it. It's when I'm starting to walk up to where Andrew is. He's actually hauling a tree that had just, <laughs> just fallen out out of the woods, and you've, you've got it like over your shoulder, and you're dragging it up there like you're going to add it to the campfire. Uh, over time, uh, and then and then of course you know we we are obviously very safe about this, and we 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 did not use. If you look at the video, it looks like Andrew is pouring lighter fluid on there. Uh, it is not lighter fluid; it is water. Um, it was purely for show. Uh, so so uh, uh, don't ever use lighter fluid on a on a campfire. Uh, uh, should not do that. But uh, but that was one of the other things about that episode too. That you know and and then. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, and then you struck the match, and then we we had it scripted a different way. Well, you wanted me just to light the match, and then we were gonna cut away, and you told me specifically not to throw it, <laughs> and I didn't know that I wasn't using lighter fluid on that fire. Oh, you didn't? I, no, I don't think you knew that. Oh, so it's just, I put the lighter fluid, what I fully thought was lighter fluid on the fire, and I knew it's just like, I'm just going to light it, and I'm going to throw it to the side and make sure it doesn't, like, catch anything. But the ground was still kind of wet from 
Oh. <laughs> so um, it's like I was going to purposely not hit the fire because I didn't want to actually start this fire because it's like it was a lot of wood that I used on that. Yeah. And it would have taken it would have probably burned pretty quickly once it got going, but I didn't want to have to sit and babysit a monster fire for <laughs> right. the next 45 minutes. Well, no, no, it was just water in there and so Oh, well, that's funny. I didn't I didn't really realize that. Oh, then and then we had the second episode. The first episode was how to build a one-match campfire. And 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 uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have done scouts or other things and like that's not how you build a campfire. And and you very well may be right. There are lots of ways to build a campfire and and to do it really well. Um, that's what we use here at camp. We have all these pine needles, we have all these pine cones, and that stuff just catches uh, very easily uh, when it's dried. And so um, and so we use those here all the time to build our campfires. And a lot of times, if you just use those, uh, you get a beautiful, lasting campfire. So hey, hey, and if anybody ever wants to come out and you're, or you're here out at camp and you want to take some pine cones back. Believe me, we have an abundance of them. We do not need them all. So <laughs> you can you can grab some pine cones and pine needles on your way out from the next time you're at Camp Ayatasica and take those and, and start your own one-match campfire uh, at home. So that was episode one, uh, and we'll be having these linked in the description uh, for, the, uh, for the podcast. Then we did episode two this week uh, uh, on your birthday, Andrew. We did it on your birthday. I... Was really thankful he didn't mention it was my birthday in that YouTube video. Oh, uh, well, I'm mentioning it now, but nobody listens to this anyways. Yeah, you, me, my mom, and... Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, so, so we filmed it on your birthday on Monday. How old are you now? 27. 27. I don't remember what it's like. So, so yeah, so I, I'm 10 years older than you. Wow. Uh well, anyways, uh, <laughs> so so we did episode two, and we were gonna go do some stuff at the climbing tower, which we allude to in the at the end of the uh, first video. And uh, you know, it was kind of an on and off day of weather on Monday. It wasn't the best weather out there, and and it actually wasn't too bad out in the afternoon. But we thought, ah, well, maybe there's gonna be some weather coming through. But what we thought we'd do is we'd we'd uh, uh, show you guys how to tie some uh, some knots for camp. And so, um, uh, so we went through that video. Uh, we probably had to take like, like 15, it was a, 15 it was, to 20 takes. Of, it was a lot of takes. We were trying to figure out our, our intro with the tape measure. It's oh, yeah. like we are trying to figure out that angle. Well, we sat way show. close together in the first one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, well, we should probably honor the social distancing to some extent and not sit next to each other. Um, and then, uh, so we got that figured out. Oh, actually that, that, that scene we opened with was like the last thing we filmed. Yeah. Um, another thing we struggle with is, um, the rope is actually, so it's like, there's two ropes. It's like there's dynamic and there's static and dynamic ropes. They have an elasticity to it. Yep. And most climbing ropes, I believe is like what? 10%. Yeah. Between eight and 10% for a dynamics. And I think a lot of statics are really one to three, three tops percent stretch. Yeah. So it's it's much easier to use a dynamic rope when we're tying, and the rope we were using <laughs> it was awful. Um, it's it was felt. I I want to know what the percent is on that rope because it felt more of a static rope, and they're less forgiving and Definitely. harder to tie. So it's that thirty seconds. If you're using the dynamic rope, you should be able to just make me look terrible. Yeah, and well, slow. 
but well, it's tricky. If you notice, for both of us, when we when we f- turn the knot over, we, we we pierce the tongue, grab the tonsils. It's the part where we pull the lip over the head. Normally, we can do that without going past the backup knot, mm-hmm. but we both go past the backup knot uh, when we're when we're doing that in both of our instructions because the rope just isn't flexible. It it doesn't. It's not bending the way we want it to. Yeah, you end up dressing the knot a lot more between steps than you normally would have to because it's just not behaving the way we'd like it to. Yeah. Yeah, so so we filmed uh, episode two. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, we think both are pretty funny, and we've had a pretty good response to both videos. So if you need a good laugh, uh, that's what we're here to do right now at Camp Iadisica. Uh, also is just to, to make sure that you guys get a good laugh. And, and, and like I said, or like what Andrew said earlier uh, with, the, uh, with the Instagram and Facebook posts that we're putting up, you know, we're, we're, those are designed to kind of talk about our camp theme a little bit and, and let people into you know, what, what some of the areas of our summer camp theme with prayer specifically that we might be getting into. So, uh, so those are out there going on. Um, you know, I encourage you guys to look at your Bibles too and look up those passages a little more in detail and, and check out what they have to say. Because uh, uh, that's, uh, that's certainly a cool thing that you can do at this time. So yeah, so we have those. Check those out. You can see them uh, at our Facebook page, uh, at our YouTube channel. Uh, they'll be linked in the description uh, uh, at, the, uh, at the camp website for the, for the podcast. So go check those out. And I figured, uh, well, we may as well talk about the elephant in the room, uh, this whole coronavirus pandemic, uh, COVID-19, um, and where, you know, Camp Iadisica comes into play. You know, we are effectively largely shut down here for, for the month. Uh, we don't have any, any guests or groups in the month of April. And um, obviously, camp is a place where people gather. And so it's really strange to not to have it be this nice out and not have a lot of people here. And uh, we're we're definitely getting used to that, and and the possibility that's you know could be going on for a little bit throughout the spring, um, is is certainly something that we're we're kind of going with are going through, but our our goal right here at Camp Iadisica right now is to be patient. Even though it seems like we've been going through this forever, we've only been doing this for about a month. In fact, the governor's first declaration. Uh, was March 17th. Today is April 9th. So it wasn't even a month ago, but that seems like an eternity uh, ago. But June is seven weeks away. Uh, so don't, now don't get me wrong. We have plans about, you know, if things don't look good and we have all these contingencies in place for making decisions about summer camp and spring retreats uh, in May and June. But for now, we're going to be as patient as possible. Um, we're, we're being hopeful that things will work out, uh, and that's very, very hard to do right now. Uh, the whole world seems to be just kind of thrown into chaos mode, uh, and the best thing we can do is just to be patient and trust to God that he's going to take good care of this, uh, this situation and us. And so we do have a late start this summer. Uh, we kind of wrestled with this putting together the summer camp schedule, and you know, it turns out to be a huge blessing for us that we don't start camp until June 17th. So we have a, you know, maybe more so than some other camps. If you see some other camps making cancellations or summer, you know, recreation leagues or t-ball or whatever, making decisions, we don't start until June 17th. So we have, we can afford to be a little patient here. Uh, But with that, uh, this is our what's the point uh, (laughs) segment of of this podcast. Uh, But, you know, I think we can all agree that it's been a little weird lately, 
uh, out there. And so Andrew and I came up with a list of what are the top five weird things of the last month or so that's just been strange and kind of just talk about that uh, because, you know, we're just like you guys. Uh, um, we have life plans and, and this and that, and and it just has been weird. And so, uh, Andrew, you go first. You go through your top uh, top five weird things of the last month. Yeah, so I put my number five as the, um, like a time capsule effect. So during summer camp, we, as a summer staffer especially, uh, you experience the fact that you're at camp and it feels like you're in a vacuum. And life doesn't really happen outside of camp. So the fact that we have, I haven't really left camp since all of this really started. How many for, times have you left camp? Um, I went to the district office maybe like once, twice. Yeah. Um, and I went to my nephew's baptism and grocery shopping. And that's about the extent of me leaving <laughs> camp um, since all this started. And it's just crazy. But um, the fact that it's like, I live where I work, so it's like I get up in the morning. My routine is largely unchanged as far as what I do uh, every day, but everything around me is just so it's just so weird because it's like I don't have the option to go into town because it's like, what am I going to do there? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so it's like I'm just here on camp, taking advantage of the fact that it's like I get – you know, camp to walk around in and stuff like that. Uh, my dog is especially loving that the weather's turned nice and that this has happened and my weekends have been more free. Kona so. is a giant now. My goodness. She looks like a little horse. We'll link a picture of Kona in the description too. <laughs> yeah. For, so those who don't know, Kona is my greater Swiss mountain dog and she'll be about a year old next month. And She's over 70 pounds now. Wow. Yeah, she was just a pup when, when you got her last fall, and she was so cute. And now she she has just these incredibly long just legs. She looks like a little horse, like you've said a couple times. Yeah, some of my friends refer to her as the, the little horse, and I have some pictures of her sleeping with, the, like, her legs just straight out <laughs> from underneath her, and it does look like she's sleeping like a horse, but... Yeah, that's that's my number five right there. Uh, so my number five is, and maybe we have some overlap here, small church services or Zoom church services or, or, or whatever. Now, it's not the same thing. I think we can all agree that as cool as the church's response in many ways has been to the pandemic and still trying to do the ministry, the word and all that stuff, um, it's kind of been strange. Uh, and so having small church services of less than 10 people intentionally has <laughs> been very, very strange to, to do all those things. It's been kind of cool, but it's just, you know, like I said, these are the top five weird things. So it's a little weird to do church with just a, just a few other people, uh, maybe. And so I don't know how your guys' church has done it, but you know, that's something that we've, we've had to, you know, do. And, and it, because we're a family of five, we're, we're the majority of the people there. So, um, my number four is um, I actually miss hockey. I was part of a adult rec league in the Cedar Rapids area for hockey, and I got into this because I have a bunch of friends in the area that are also on this. And I have maybe skated five times in my life before this, and so I joined in at the entry level and. 
at first it's like I had mixed feelings before it's happening. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm actually going to get into this. This could be a huge waste of my time. And hockey's not exactly the cheapest hobby to get into. Um, but I really, really miss it. And I feel like I was getting close to getting over the hump of actually being to handle a puck halfway decent for someone who's being their first hockey ever in their life. And now they they released their canceling announcement for the rest of the season oh, like a week ago. So they're doing like reimbursement checks and stuff like that. But it's weird because now the soonest possible hockey that I'm going to play is going to be in the fall. Yeah. Um, my number four is, I'll say this, my haircut got canceled. I, I know that's probably not the weirdest thing to, to have happen, but then it got canceled again. <laughs> we, we, it was supposed to be in March and I was like, oh, I'll move into April. And then that gets canceled. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my hair is really starting to get long. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, normally it's like, I, a lot of times I'll just go to a place and get a haircut and can't get a haircut anywhere right now. Uh, so I guess I'm either just going to have to let it grow very long or uh, maybe I should just shave my head or something. I don't know. I might have to buzz my head because the last time I had my head buzzed was when I was working here uh, summer camp. I think it was my second to last summer. You buzzed your head? It wasn't like a buzz buzz, but I went to get my hair cut at like a Great Clip somewhere in Cedar Rapids, and I didn't know how to explain how to cut my hair, so I just told her to like I like this, but shorter, and she took the clippers and went straight through <laughs> no. over the top of my head. My sister was with me. She was like shopping in the area. I put my hat on and paid them. I was so mad. Oh, but no. I go out into the parking lot, meet with my sister. I'm like, we're going home. We're going back to camp right now. It's like, <laughs> we're not doing anything else. And she's like, what happened? And she, at first she didn't connect the dots between the haircut and everything. And then halfway through, she's just like, Andrew, what's under your hat? And I'm oh, like, no. we're not talking about it. <laughs> and it, I don't think I took that hat off for like a good hour, hour and a half. Oh, no. But it's like, I might have to go back to that haircut and... I got to say, it took a long time to get used to my reflection with that wow. haircut. Um, yeah, my number three would be my social calendar has actually gotten busier. And I put social in quotation marks because obviously we're not meeting people face to face. But um, I'm spending a lot of time and I'm sure a lot of people are doing stuff like this, too. It's like video chatting or conference calling uh, with people that I haven't talked to on a regular basis in a while. Mm-hmm. Um I've reconnected with some college friends of mine that definitely had that friendship that's like it's always there and we don't need to talk all the time. But when we do, it's like we talk for hours. Um, Every Friday for the last two weeks, we've gotten on like a Google Hangout call, like me and they're like um, and the couples that I'm friends with. It's like we're doing all these things now. And my Friday has gotten like a lot more busier than before this um, because I did a lot of this stuff. Uh, face-to-face uh, throughout the week but now that we're doing things virtually it's like and everyone's got all this time after work's over um, yeah it's gotten busier well my number um my number three i suppose would be you know goes to the not watching of any sports really i mean specifically like the masters right now is supposed to be the first day of the masters term i'm wearing my masters polo right now um, uh, uh, and now I did see that they rescheduled for November, but, 
uh, missing out on all the sports. It's, it's one thing to be stuck at home. But it's another thing to be stuck at home and not being like we've all had it where we had a blizzard and we're at the stuck inside for like two days. And, uh, oh, I guess I'm just going to have to watch football or basketball or, you know, something. something. <laughs> There's no sports to watch except for maybe like some classics. I've seen some. You know, like, hey, remember this classic game that your team won, and 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 we try to watch that. Uh, that's kind of neat, and and uh, and that's cool to see. But yeah, not watching of any sports and not missing out. Like to me, the Masters is this like, it's it it means it's spring. It's officially spring. You see the the golf course on TV, and you see all the flowers, and you're like, ah, yes, the world is coming alive. And uh, not being able to see that this year is really weird. I really make a habit out of watching that. Yeah, my next one is sports-related, too. Um, but I'm not a big fan of golf, so it's like I, I don't understand it. Sorry. Your loss. Sorry if you guys are big it's uh, the golf perfect, fans. It's golf the fans. perfect social distancing game. Yeah, um, but March is is for basketball, you know. Um, we sleep in April is a term that gets thrown out a lot in March because there's just so much basketball going on all the time. But a silver lining is is that I don't have to witness Iowa State not being in the tournament, and we're still the defending Big 12 tournament champions. Ooh. Which, after the year of basketball Iowa State had, I'm more than happy to hold on to that title <laughs> for another year. Uh, um. Yeah, my number two will be this. Um, I had to attend a funeral. Um, This was like right away uh, towards the beginning of when the governor made her proclamation a couple weeks ago, three three plus weeks ago. And uh, uh, it was things you never thought you'd do. But like they were encouraging like elbow bumping instead of high fiving or shaking people's hands and whatever uh, as a greeting. And, you know, here you are just elbow bumping a widow at her at, at the funeral it's just the strangest thing ever things you never thought you'd do and i know there's been lots of other you know um kinds of events and and things like that too that this is just really really strange to um you know to be at these things that are really like important life things and not have that so yeah, uh, I have church functions as uh, my last one. Um, communion, baptism, weddings, worship in general, it's all been kind of uh, weird. Um, I, My brother had his uh, nephew, or my nephew, uh, not too long ago, and attending the baptism was different because normally baptism would be a, a bigger event yeah. as far as attendance of family and... It'd also be incorporated with a worship service. Instead, it felt like a private baptism. We've got uh, my sister-in-law's immediate family sitting on one side of the church, and then you got me and my immediate family sitting on the other side, and we're watching uh, little Peter Folkman get baptized. And it's just like, this is weird, because we went through a full worship service, and this is what I appreciated the most about it. Uh, We didn't just do, like, the baptism ceremony. We went through, like, a full order of worship, uh, complete with sermon, readings, everything, uh, hymns and everything, too. Um, and that's something I really appreciated because it's like, even though it was weird, there was some normalcy with it mm-hmm. and got like the whole thing. Um, communion has also been interesting. Um, uh, my church, uh, St. Paul's Chapel in Iowa City, uh, we basically sign up in groups of less than 10 and we sit 
like each person gets their own pew and they've got like a pew distance and then you come up one at a time and you stretch your arms out as far as you can and Pastor Mons will drop the um, the bread in your hand from a distance and it's like we're only doing an individual cup at the moment uh, just to have that extra security and it's just different because normally communion at St. Paul Chapel is like we gather around the altar um, at the end, it's like we hold hands before we're dismissed and all that. And there's some senses of like community that are kind of infringed upon with all of this. And uh, worship in general, um, I think my favorite thing I've heard about so far as far as creativity with overcoming these things is uh, with Easter um, being next Sunday, uh, one of my friend's church, that I, he told me that they're going to Everyone's going to go to the parking lot, stay in their cars, and they got like a ham radio or something, and they're going to do a radio, like a short distance radio broadcast of the service. Huh. Uh, so everyone can just tune in to the service on their uh, radio, and they can still participate in like a full Easter worship service, but they'll be doing it inside their vehicles. And that's kind of the coolest way that I've heard people adjusting to it. And I'm sure there's other stories like this too. Yeah. And weddings are another thing, too. Um, shout out to Luke and Sarah Heilman. Yeah. Like, they got married, what, two weeks ago now? It was the weekend after the governor's yeah, uh, declaration. It was, like, the 21st or 20th, 21st, 22nd, oh, something like that, that of March. That. Yeah, but it's like they got married, like, right after all this started. And right. It's like their wedding went from a fairly decent-sized wedding to, like, immediate family only yeah but then they had everybody like in the parking lot too and then everybody they guess drove by to greet them yeah after the service so that was pretty cool that that they did that not even that was on the uh that made like the news um yeah somewhere Vin, Vin did a story about it there you uh, go yeah. yeah um but yeah it's kind of cool to just see how we're adapting in creative ways and trying to maintain as much you know church body function stuff as we can. Yeah, yeah. Well, the church doesn't stop in this time. I, th- I think that's one of the really encouraging things is that, you know, uh, nobody's eager to quit doing, we, you know, uh, especially that in church work, you know, we're, we're um, all very eager to, to keep doing what we're doing. And, and sometimes this is, this, it could be in many ways a blessing in disguise, uh, uh, even though it doesn't feel that way at all. Um, I suppose my number one is the the weirdest thing is, you know, I've been doing this camp thing for, I'm losing track of how many years it's been now, but I think this is my thir- 13th year here at the camp. So now I've got the, I've got this routine down and I have never had so much time when it's been nice to like ever have time with my family or do things like that. It's always been a, a very, very busy season and, and, you know, it feels like in some way we're really just prolonging the winter, but um, you know, to have time with uh, the family and, uh, uh, you know, get to be dad and, and do all those things, uh, is, is very strange to, you know, have more than like one day, I guess, I guess we have the whole weekend and, and do those kind of things and then to have multiple weekends. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little weird not being in that routine. Um, it's a little weird not being in that routine, uh, for what we, what we have here at camp. So, yeah, those are our top five weird things. Um, maybe they're not super weird, but, uh, you know, those are the those are the strange. That's the strangeness about this time for, for us, for Andrew and I, um, you know, 
being out here and uh, just kind of being patient and uh, trying to occupy ourselves in this time where things are, are pretty quiet here at Camp Iodiceca. So that's what we've got there. Uh, in closing here, just want to thank everybody uh, for all their wonderful support. Uh, we had a, you know, there's there certainly could be. I put I put out a video um, uh, towards the end of March, uh, really kind of highlighting how this impact is, how this uh, pandemic is going to impact Camp Iodiceca, and uh, what our summer plans are. I'll, I'll link that too in the um, in the description, so you guys can see that if you haven't had a chance to to look at that. Uh, but the support has been fantastic. Um, we had wonderful donations through Thrivent Choice and, and uh, the people also contributing, uh, th- uh, making personal donations through Thrivent, which were matched. Uh, so thank you guys so much for, for, for your support. Um, this is going to be one of those years potentially when Camp Iodiceca is going to need a lot of support. And uh, our, our supporters have done a great job of, of making sure camp has everything it needs and that we are uh, continually blessed. And I know this is a time where everybody's going to be feeling that, that pinch potentially, but uh, if you're able in any way to, to support Camp Iodiceca, please consider doing so. Um, uh, we're trying to figure, like many, how we're going to weather this storm, but at the same time, we're trusting in God's goodness here that that uh, He will be He will provide, and that uh, uh, Lord willing, we'll still get to accomplish our mission this summer, and 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 maybe even the spring, and and certainly into the fall of next year. Uh, we're excited to get back to work whenever it is that that is. Um, we're really excited to get back to working with the kids. With that, uh, I know that there are parents out there uh, who can't wait for their kids to go to camp. If you are one of them, sign your kid up for camp right now. Uh, that's something you're really going to want to do uh, is, is take advantage of of uh, maybe those tax refunds and credits that are coming back your way. Get signed up for a week at camp. Uh, we'd love to have you guys come out uh, this summer and, um, and, and spend some time out at camp. Lord knows you need the break as a parent. Uh, or whoever is, or whoever you are taking care of the kids. So we'd love to have you guys come out to camp. Uh, so with that, thank you guys very much for tuning in to the Campfire Chat. Uh, I've been Daniel. And I'm Andrew. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.